0: the counterculture comic podcast and this week we read vertigo scout and uh, four movies in we finally have a warner brothers dcu movie we want to talk about and uh, because we are lazy and we never got around to it we're finally gonna take a crack at logan as well i'm nick hemsing and i'm brock Bushab. Yeah,
1: I mean, Logan came out forever and a day ago, but for some reason, we never talked about it. I think what happened is we didn't podcast for a while, and then a couple other movies and shows came out, like Iron Fist and uh, Guardians, and we just kind of breezed over Logan. But uh, yeah, I i mean, before we get to that, there's something that I've been thinking about for a while now, and it's... I, About three, two, three weeks ago, in a span of one week, I watched Riverdale. I listened to the original soundtrack for Hamilton. You haven't even watched Riverdale, so keep your your trap shut. It is solid genre television. I listened to the uh, soundtrack for Hamilton. Um, I read a couple comics and started watching American Gods. And... After I was done, I was like, I went through entire years of the 90s without that much good stuff that I witnessed in a span of two or three weeks. Like, man, entertainment is so much better now than it used to be.
0: It's Well, you have so many outlets, and each one of them is, uh, you know, there's enough good content out there. There's enough good source material out there that that has been either, you know, waiting for adaptations or, you know, or you just have some people, some writers that have uh, been able to make their, uh, make their name enough to where they can start the uh, pet project they've been sitting on for a while. And with all these outlets hungry for, you know, hungry for content, the, uh, we're getting the best of it. I mean, this is ideal. This is what you would hope to see in, in a place where the, you know, in a large marketplace where, uh, you're not even confined by the channel you can get on your, you know, the local cable services or uh, what frequency you can own and, you know, different markets. Uh, you know, now we have so much, you know, so many outlets, you know, competing for your eyeballs. We're getting the best content.
1: Yeah. And the internet helps share finding all that content. Like, If Arrested Development came out today, I think it would last longer in three seasons. I mean, Community lasted, what, five or six seasons. And I know people love Community, blah, blah, blah. Arrested Development is a better show. (laughs) It just is. It, it, It was groundbreaking in so many ways. It was so effing smart. And, you know, something like that would thrive today. Unfortunately, the Arrested Development we got. Modern wasn't nearly as good as the, uh, as the mid 2000s stuff.
0: Yeah. The, uh, I mean, the, it, we could always go back to, I mean, everybody would say that the Firefly would be the same thing I mean like Firefly yeah. would be, I mean, Firefly, even if it got relative, you know, decentish numbers would have at least, would have at least received about three seasons because now, now many, uh, outlets give a show like two to three seasons to see if it, See if it picks up its audience instead of the like the one season, you know, the one season crack at it. I mean, if you're a if you're a uh, sitcom, maybe you don't get that kind of leash to run on. No, probably but, not. But if you're a uh, but if you're a show that you're expecting it to pick up like a an a, a real fervent uh, audience base, then they give you a little bit of time. I mean, uh, preachers these- preachers get in the second season. I mean, yeah, and, and yeah, it, it, it's, it wasn't it, very it's, good. No, it's a, it's a it's a slow takeoff. I mean, and a lot of comic book fans are kind of like, we're kind of well, I would say a lot. Really, I, but I'm assuming many people in my bo- you know, same boat. were like this isn't exactly the theme of Preacher so much. So, um, the uh, the second season looks like it's getting more into the realm of the theme of Preacher. Yeah. Uh, so at least that's something for us to look forward to, yep. but, uh, yeah, you've got a second season and the, uh, and AMC seems to be good about st- sticking with shows for that. Yeah. Uh, because they, I mean, they haven't, I, I can't think of a, a real AMC flop recently. I don't know what, I don't know what numbers fear the walking dead is getting. I know it's not as good as, uh, you know, walking dead certainly. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't watch it. Um, Um, I,
1: I I don't know if it was a flop or not, but I watched the, oh no, that was FX, I think the bridge the show about, uh, um, a famous bridge crossing in, um, El Paso, Texas, uh, to the Mexican border. And it was actually quite good. And I think it only got one season. Well, the first half of the season was good, but anyway, we're totally off track, but yeah, I think shows uh have a tendency to get a bit more leeway especially dramas or kind of off kilter shows. I don't know if that stands for sitcoms, but I don't really watch sitcoms. Now that Parks and Rec is off the
0: uh off the air. Yeah, I don't watch many either. I mean, we watch we watch uh catching up on The Office. Uh but that's been off for a while. Um so uh Maya and I generally wait on stuff like that and we'll start watching it far later when enough people have browbied us into telling it telling <laughs> us that we should watch it. Um and I think this in this case it was her sister was watching it. So, oh, okay. uh, so and we'll it, it'll you know, then then it'll be parks and rec. Um, yeah. Jump off the so, office
1: train after like five seasons. Um in yeah, fact I uh, wouldn't it, even recommend going that far. I mean I'd probably stop after four because parks and rec has five really
0: good seasons. Oh, well the, uh, we'll see right I'm now, so maybe six right now. Liz enjoys it. So mm-hmm. we'll keep, we'll keep oh, the going. early shows
1: of the office are great.
0: No, we're on season four now. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's right about where it's, you know, you're kind of over the, the initial shtick by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's still, I mean, it still has its moments.
1: Yeah, it does. And it continues that. It's just a lot of, reha- what sitcoms do a lot is just start rehashing the same themes and elements over and over again. And they're just, until they're not funny. And that's why it's so easy to appreciate British television. They're like, we have an idea. Let's get in, get out
0: and be done. Yeah. The, uh, so anyway, but that's, again, yeah. we're, again, straying, yeah. but, um, it's weird. We haven't even talked about anything that we mentioned no. at the beginning. So Logan, uh, let's talk Logan let's, Logan, let's do a ugly segue here. And then we we'll, let's go. All right. That was seamless. Shout, shout the name of the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: loved the first two thirds of Logan. It was everything I wanted old man Logan to be when I read the comic, which I read relatively recently within the past year or so. It was a Western. It was a road trip. Sorry, there's a dog in here that's just being problematic. Um, It was a road trip. It showed a battered, beaten down Logan. And then, unfortunately, the last third of the movie just kind of fell apart on me a little bit. It, uh... The whole thing with the kids at the Canadian border made zero sense. Where were yeah. the, where were the adults? Why didn't the kids fight back at all? And the yeah. fact that they just jumped from Oklahoma or wherever they were straight to Canada. Uh, yeah, it just in the whole X twenty four Wolverine clone thing. I understand people really got into seeing Wolverine fight himself it just didn't do much for me the more it became a comic book movie the less i enjoyed
0: it yeah i i thought the the last part was a little weak as well the uh the whole running away thing that was really uh that was really pretty weak Even, yeah, and yeah the other thing was is where did the where did the adults go i mean uh, assuming that you know uh what was her right, x uh, what was her name x23 um, x23 Assuming X-23, um, you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't the only one with a handler, you know, the, yeah. uh, that there was, there would have been a, a, other adults to make it there. So that was something that they didn't even bother to try and explain, yeah. um, the, uh, and there is, there is a point where there could have been a lot more fighting back. It, uh, the, uh, it has to do with having people who know their abilities and seem to have had no problem using them and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they forget to use them until, you know, uh, until it's convenient for the, uh, the action at the moment. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so it was, there's two, yeah, it's too overly convenient at times. Uh, so that was the problem that and, you know, it, it makes the, it makes the, you know, the climax seem a little bit tougher to understand.
1: Yeah. The, it, whole, like there was,
0: oh go ahead. There's a way to there's a way to get here that makes more sense that um, instead of kind of cheaping out on it, um, the uh, it, by making people forget stuff. Um, so it's the only thing that I had a problem with. I mean other than that, the rest of the movie was great. I thought that the way that they handled the way that they controlled Xavier. Oh, it was, was so good. It was so good because he, he breaks every. That's the thing about Xavier is he breaks every movie. Yep. The uh, he can't uh, Charles Xavier can't have his power if you want a movie that isn't a super super powered movie. Yep. Uh, and they controlled him. I mean they they found a way to have that character be there and control him at the same time. Uh, you know, and uh, keep the movie from going off the rails.
1: Yep. Now uh, the one so, thing about Xavier that bugged the hell out of me was just give me one sentence about what actually happened at Westchester. Just one sentence, that's all I needed because there was no explanation about what drove everyone to
0: their current situation. Yeah, it teased they teased it too much. Yeah, just for... one
1: sentence. They don't have to go into flashbacks or anything. They just need to say what happened. And not, I mean, they kind of danced around what happened, but they didn't just say there were six X-Men and I killed them all, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing that that doesn't, that uh, you have to watch out for when billboarding, you know, teasing something in a story. The If you mention something a couple times and it's a mystery, then by the end of the movie, something has to be revealed about it. Yeah. Uh, something something that is pertinent to the story. Like it, it, it has to say something about those characters or reveal something about the character's motivations.
1: Yeah, it, And it, it literally and it was, could have been a 20 second conversation.
0: Correct. But it, but it needed to be there so we could we could see we could see it. So we the audience can have that. Oh, moment, you know, mm-hmm. where we need, where we understand now this is why. Uh, this is why they're on their own. This is why Logan is, you know, basically running from, uh, everything. So it's kind of, uh, there needs to be that so we can really understand the motivation.
1: Yeah. But, um, other than that, I mean, it was a very good film. I, I'm oh, not yeah. trying to disparage we, it. It's just, and actually my same complaints about Logan are actually going to be about our next subject as well. Uh, Wonder Woman, the the actual movie arc of both those films is remarkably similar, with what I liked and what I did not like.
0: Yeah, I I, I think that we we jumped in on the negative, but yeah. um, the other thing about I mean, Logan is otherwise a great movie. Yeah, it is. It, but what makes it what makes it so great is that it went into characters that you already knew and said, okay, we've done enough comic book movies with these characters. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try and tell a story that you, of these characters you already know, and we're going to try and tell a different kind of a different story with them in it. So we can actually, we're actually going to stylize this, you know, this is, uh, this is going to actually have a different character than a, than a comic book movie, which is something you should do with comic book movies because it's something that comic book, comic books themselves dip into quite often is the uh taking those characters and then putting them in a different uh a different kind of setting in a different kind of story they become you know vehicles to tell this other type of story in this case almost like a western kind of story yeah uh, so so only making comic book movies for comic book movie sake is a bit of a letdown that's why logan actually is so was exciting to watch because it's this is like this is great i'm not going to watch them just beat up super powered people all day
1: yeah and you know um i hadn't read old man logan and going into old man logan the movie logan is exactly what i was hoping it was going to be and then i read it and i was like this is what people love yeah this is it should be a small intimate story about logan I mean Old Man Logan wasn't about Logan. It was about just getting mad and going and killing people. You yeah. know, which is a part of Logan's character, but it does it's no it's not a character exploration. I mean yeah, we already and, know Logan does that.
0: Yeah, and, and the and of course Old Man Logan was uh was very much, you know, MCU, you know, weirdness, you know, all yeah. baked into there. Uh, which, which so in the beauty of the movie is, is it the very little of the, of the MCU really comes in? No. Um, it's, we're spending most of the time with, uh, Logan, uh, uh, Xavier and X 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. That's the interaction that because you want, you want, uh, by the end of the movie, you need Logan to change, um, the, uh, it's and you really um i i mean the end of the movie it, it does it, it, unfortunately the end of the movie uh softens that too, you know too much by not having it, uh not having it be as smartly written as the beginning of the movie is yeah um but uh that's the the point you know it it, it sticks to try to stick to its point where you know the it's developing it's kind of sending Logan off as a character in a way that says that he actually changed something about him, mm-hmm. like something, something developed, you know, by the, by the end of it, he is, he is, uh, made a realization about himself.
1: Yeah. Until, and that could have been done without the,
0: without the weirdness at the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, with, without, without the kids forgetting being for, uh, all of a sudden becoming, uh the iron fist of the uh of the story.
1: I mean, I honestly think that the movie would have been better without any of the other kids. If it was just about Logan and X-23, everything could have gone down
0: basically the same. Mm-hmm. But I
1: think it would have had more punch because it's just about Logan and that little girl.
0: Yeah, they they wanted too they, too much they wanted to have all the other kids in there so they could show new mutants. Yeah. The uh whereas if it was story, um, it almost would have been better if the kids were dead. yeah <laughs> um, the uh, I mean and I, I hate to say it, but for the story purposes, um, it would have been better if they arrived at that space where they all were and they were all dead. yeah um, so uh, it's way the movie's been almost through the theater so sp- sorry if it spoiled anything for you. anybody yeah. out there? But, um, the, uh, but yeah, uh, it's still a good movie, but still a good movie. It's, yes, it's it fun to watch. It is, it is by, it is, uh, the best Wolverine movie by far. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I struggle, I, I, I hesitate to call it a Wolverine movie because it's really, it's really a side, finally a, a side story that has its own feel. Yeah. So, yep. so, so, uh, Watch it if you haven't seen it, and sorry if I spoiled anything for you. Oh, whatever. I mean, yeah,
1: it's been out for a while now. But the next thing we are going to spoil, although I question why anybody out there hasn't seen it yet, is Wonder Woman.
0: Spoiler alert, we are going to talk about Wonder Woman and the story
1: starting now. Um, I really liked this movie overall, um, much. It, like I said earlier the same problems arose at the end of Wonder Woman that bothered me about Logan and that the end became more comic booky and less comprehensible um like there were just there were too many villains the villain you really wanted to see ended up I'm sorry one moment here stupid dog <laughs> um <laughs> uh the villain you really wanted to see the most of
0: doctor poison didn't really have much of a role you mean the the villain's actually had that was interesting yeah um, but you, you know what before we dive too much let's sure. let's let's get this this initial thing out of the way before because we're going to we're going to dive right into the negatives first but mm-hmm. let's 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 make some statement up front okay This is the first uh, this is the first DCU movie where you can say it was a good movie. There were some little parts of it that I, you know, little parts here and there, but it was a good movie. It was a movie that had uh, that had a story that was um, not oppressively dark. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, it had it was quite a light movie. Uh, the, it actually had character development. You, uh, you watch, uh, wonder Woman you know, wonder woman, Diana, uh, develop and, uh, Steve Trevor. You really, this is the first time we actually see, uh, somebody made this movie who really actually appreciated the source material. And appreciated that this is a comic book movie and that we are. um, There's some joy in this. There's some joy in it. And it had characters around this story that were enjoyable, that made the world come to life. Uh, So this is, you know, I would have who directed it. I forget her name. Patty Jenkins. Uh, Patty Jenkins. Um, I would have Patty Jenkins direct the rest of the DCU (laughs) movies right now. Uh, and it's simply because yes maybe it feels a little bit like the Marvel formula at times Um, it does I mean it's unabashedly takes the Marvel formula and applies it to the DCU Um, but in considering it's and not that everybody has to be Marvel but considering the last three movies that have been made in the DCU setting right now that's not a bad place to go (laughs) no
1: it's really not because this is the first movie where I walked away saying that was a good movie. You yeah. know, I I didn't hate Man of Steel. Um, but I had huge issues with it and at best I would call it a mediocre film where I think Batman and Super Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad are legitimately bad films. Especially yeah. Suicide <laughs> Squad.
0: Yeah, this this movie actually had a story progression pacing a character development that mm-hmm. you want to see in a movie period. Yeah. It's uh, not
1: a comic book movie, it's not anything. It has a logical progression. You like the characters, you want to follow the characters. You know, and who knew that Chris Pine playing James T. Kirk is actually just playing Chris Pine because he plays the exact same role as Steve Trevor. <laughs> But he, it's he great.
0: Does, he's great. He's great. Well, and and, and it, it does come. And I, I, I keep I saying he comes off as a as a Marvel movie character. Yes. And so do so do his friends. Mm-hmm. They they bring life to they. His three friends are almost Ant Man's three uh, Ant Man's friends.
1: Well, they're basically Ant-Man's the Howling Commandos.
0: Yeah, which you barely so, see in Captain
1: America. But uh that's basically what those people were is the howling commandos
0: and you know what? Don't care. They were great. Yeah, you know. They were they were wonderful. They um and the use of those characters was brilliant. They told the story of war. Yep. Because, because so much of this movie is about people and war and the uh why you know and the way that it approaches Showing um each one of those characters is a character is somebody who's been affected by war uh and not for the better, but you still see some the heart for them you know, heart mm-hmm. in them, and the way that it dealt oh the uh i am i wanted to clap when it dealt with Native Americans,
1: oh wasn't that great the um I can't remember the character's name, but he's actually god forbid. An actual Native American they cast in the role of being a Native American, almost unheard of in Hollywood. Um, I think he's a member of the Blackfoot tribe, anyway, I read something about it weeks ago, but he's fantastic. He's only on the screen for really a meaningful two minutes. uh most of the time he's kind of floating around in the background, but those two minutes are just pitch perfect
0: well yeah, and they didn't and and they didn't dance. No, nope. uh, they they, they uh, in every way, it's uh, w- how they build up to Diana's exposure to what the real world is like, because and the, the way that you, you uh, the very end of the movie, the very, very end, the fight at the very end. Yes, super comic booky, uh, but right up to the point where she's she it leads to her grand realization Everything you can see how that character uh, in in how that story was written. She has a worldview up until one point in the movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: that she thinks that she thinks that all of this is caused by something. Yeah. And the uh and so she, and whenever she sees it all through that filter and she and, and she thinks she can get rid of it. And then. And then the uh, that's what me that's what makes her transformation so, and her decisions so uh, impactful, is that she has seen all of this. All of those characters build towards that. It's uh, the even though you can you know, say the, the very end of the movie getting super comic booky, but the the rest of that the ninety percent of the rest of that movie, well executed. Yeah, the
1: beginning with uh,
0: when they're on mascara
1: and i was sitting next to my wife and you're introduced to all these amazon warriors fighting and then one of the most clever things i've seen in movies recently is a little diane diana prince running out and emulating the warriors and she's it's such a beautiful way to step outside of the movie because that little Diana is representing every little girl in the world who watched wonder woman and f- fake fight fight fought just like uh, wonder woman did. And I was like, wow, that just, I mean, slow clap Patty Jenkins. Cause that was just wonderful. And, um, and that there was entire, lots, that there was lots scene. of, there,
0: there were lots of little love letters to, to mm-hmm. uh, old, uh, Wonder Woman, you know, uh, like TV, sh- even TV show, I think. Yeah, the Linda Carter, uh, yeah. Yeah, Linda Carter show, because uh, uh, Liz pointed it out, and she goes, uh, this is, yeah, the outfit she's wearing at the end, that's the 70s Wonder Woman outfit. Uh, and oh, okay. <laughs> yeah It nice. I, I, didn't, yeah,
1: even, didn't even occur to me, but sure enough, I know exactly what she's talking about.
0: Yeah, so this is, there's really a, uh, there's a, Um, this is why it's so important for the people who work on this to actually love the source material. Yep. Um, you know, I, none of this during this time, I mean, these previous movies, did we ever get an idea that, that, um, Zack Snyder and company really loved the source material or, you know, they, they took their, their bluff of what they wanted to see in it. And then they ran with that to make, you know, these music, video, comic book movies. Well,
1: he's actually said, I've read interviews, and I hate to disparage Zack Snyder right now because of the crap he's going through personally. Uh, One of his, his daughter just passed away. And so he has actually stepped down from Justice League and Joss Whedon is finishing the reshoots. Um, So he's in a horrible, horrible place. And I obviously wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Unfortunately, I believe that Justice League will end up a better film with Joss Whedon involved, but I just wish it wouldn't have come about
0: that way. No, it's the same way I think, but but it's it's the same way I feel about it. But, but we still we still our criticism of of the previous movies he's made about this is on yeah. is honest. I mean, but it's
1: what I was going to say is that he has actually openly said in interviews, "Well, I don't like this about Superman." Well, then don't direct. Don't direct a fucking Superman movie then. You know what Superman? Superman is an incredibly challenging character to handle correctly. But there are eighty years of comic books that you can pick and choose from to see how to handle him correctly. And if you have some kind of open disdain about the character, or you feel he needs to be quote-unquote modernized, he doesn't. You just need to tell a Superman story. And Yeah, it's really hard because it's real easy to make that character boring, but when that character's good He's outstanding and there's a reason he's been around for 80 years
0: Yeah, I, I'm not you know me and then I'm not a yeah. huge fan of those kind of comic books I can't I, I can't really read them. It's not my thing. I enjoy the movie I enjoy the hell out of the movies and I just enjoy I, I just want the movies to be good movies yeah, uh, but and the way that but I understand the theme of Superman, um, and that those movies didn't fall within the theme of Superman. They yep. f- they fell within the kind of story that Zack Snyder wanted to tell. Yep. But he could he could honestly have just told that that story with something else Oh,
1: uh,
0: easily. Uh, so it, you know it, he seemed to have been making his own kind of movies before. There's no there's no reason. I mean, and I think that the mistake was is that uh, Warner Brothers felt that he did a decent enough job with Watchmen. Yeah, uh, that they
1: just handed him the reins, and he's not yeah. a comic book guy.
0: No, and the problem with and, and the problem with Watchmen is that Watchmen was dark, and so the people people thought you know the darkness that came in through that was like well Watchmen is dark, mm-hmm. um, and then the uh, the problem is is that they didn't realize that that's actually Zack Snyder. Um, you know, if if Watchmen had been a light movie uh, or light a lighter comic book, it would have been dark by the time Zack Snyder was done with it. Yeah. Uh, so, at this point, we finally see that this is what hap- This is when, when you treat a beloved character correctly, uh, and the how much people love the uh, Wonder Woman. We even liked her more in the in batman v superman we wanted a hell of a lot more wonder Woman. yeah she
1: was the only character i legitimately liked i thought affleck did a good good enough job with what he was given but he was given shit Uh, whereas wonder woman was actually engaging and interesting and didn't irritate me at all through the entire movie um but let's let's go back to wonder woman because i mean we we have shit on Zack snyder enough on this podcast yeah um There's an, there's the opening scene in Temascara and I actually started to get a little bit choked up in the theater because all I saw in front of me were women fighting on screen. And it occurred to me that this was directed by women. And I was like, holy crap. So this, it felt weird. Like it, it felt slightly unnatural. And I, I started to get kind of emotional about it because I was like, wow. So this is what it feels like for like 50% of the population, 95% of the time. And it was just, it just struck me suddenly. Like I I knew all these things going into the movie, but, you know, and I'm wondering if Black Panther is going to have kind of the same slap me in the face with a scene or, you know, a, a certain element that's like, wow, so this is why representation is important. I mean, we both know it is, but every once in a while you kind of need to be punched in the face and remember why something like this is so important to so many people. And so, in that case, thank God it's good.
0: You know, yeah, that's it. I think it <laughs> is thank God it's good. I mean, it's, if, it, it's, sad, that, it's sad that we have to you know, put so much, uh, so much has to ride on a movie like this being good. Uh when in reality there should be more. Uh but this this shouldn't have been this this was the movie that the it's almost like they were afraid to make that Hollywood was afraid to make. Yeah, well Josh uh, tre-
1: Joss Whedon tried to do it over ten years ago and they wouldn't let him. Yeah, Joss Whedon. It, the guy yeah. who just had just walked off a of Buffy. The most yeah. successful television show on that network led by a teenage girl for 7 seasons and they wouldn't let him make a Wonder Woman
0: movie. Nope. And uh, and finally it, it, you see, and it's a sad thing is is it's it's almost like it's going to become Deadpool. That all of a sudden the uh, I mean you know that it, it, it's sad that it, it kind of I mean it's sad that it needed this to happen. You know like that one movie to be successful like the like we, we why you know why did we not realize you didn't realize before that there was a grand market for you know strong female characters in comic book movies the uh, uh, just like there was a market for snarky comic book movies too
1: or a um, market for comic book movies period and by the yeah. way this
0: DC really made Marvel look bad
1: by getting Wonder Woman to screen and making it a good movie first.
0: When that when when Marvel had every opportunity to take Black Widow and, yep. and do something with that character, who has been in almost all of the other movies, you know, in most of the other movies at some point, and she's almost
1: um, always one of the better aspects of the
0: movies as well. Yeah, and and the and the limping that Disney is now going to have to do to greenlight that movie is. Yeah, it should be a a big mark of shame to them.
1: Oh, the moment Joss Whedon wrote the line, "I have read in my ledger." The fact that Disney didn't say, "Okay, Mr. Whedon, now you are going to go make a Hawkeye Black Widow movie," I don't. How did that not happen?
0: Yeah, uh, how did that not I, happen? Because they kept you. Know, they, I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 really just. It's really stupid, and they shouldn't have needed a, a good Wonder Woman movie to tell them no. that 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 this this had a market that people would have wanted to see that.
1: Like I, that I tweeted to.
0: after seeing Wonder Woman,
1: Wonder Woman should not be an important movie. Unfortunately, it is, and we just have to accept that.
0: Yeah, it shouldn't be. It should be. It should be that you know we've been wanting to see one a wonder woman movie we're wanting to see a good one of course we were all a little scared after terrified. we saw yeah. we were terrified after we saw the last 3 movies um so we can't be you know we can be forgiven for being hesitant that we're like well could we have waited till things had changed a little bit over there <laughs> before yeah. this came out? But luckily, whatever bubble that this existed in over in Water Brothers uh, that allowed this to stay clear of all the other crap, uh, I thank it for being there because somehow this managed to avoid being tainted. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I would like to talk about the end a little bit. Um, well, first... They
1: could not have handled Steve Trevor any more masterfully in this film. He is a very good sidekick to Diana, but he, even though in his grand ultimate scene, he does something fantastic, he never upstages her somehow. Like it, it, there's never any jockeying between those two about who the movie's about. And no. I thought they did a, a great job of handling that, which unfortunately in today's society is a real is a kind of delicate issue. You
0: know. Well, yeah. it's oh god. It, it seemed also that it, that the the movie acknowledges that too. Um, the there's a play there's a play at several points when when they're in London. Where that interchange of where, you know, it's almost like there's a point where the movie could almost become, you know, there's a, that part could be more about him, Mm -hmm. but it does help that they keep giving you the impression that you're seeing this all, you're seeing this through her eyes, Yep. Um, which is how that part of the story, all of the beginning part of the movie needs to be is, is all of this needs to be through Diana's eyes.
1: Yeah, because she's the one who needs to m- meaningfully progress as a character, and so she needs to witness all these things and understand that her worldview when entering the movie simply isn't realistic.
0: Yeah, and the uh, so all of them exist to tell that story. By the way, mention that they did they did uh, they did something. It's a small thing, but the uh, seconds. Um uh they did something that they Okay. I'm sorry but I'm going to dig at Zack Snyder a little bit.
1: Oh boy, here we go
0: again. Okay. There are three characters in that movie that are alive at the end of that movie that would not be if he had directed that movie.
1: Um yes. Uh I assume the three the three kind of uh
0: yeah. The three – those three guys um, who form a good part of the heart of the movie, um, having them be alive really kept the spirit of the movie positive. Mm -hmm. It it was too easy. It was way too easy to kill them. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, Because they weren't even essential at that point. No,
1: no. They were basically running around flailing their arms at that point.
0: No. No, it's almost like what they had done in the story, like their purpose in the story was almost done. Um, But it was a... But having them still be alive kept the mood upbeat. Uh
1: I'm uh, going to go out and say one bold thing about the film, though. Ares did not need to exist.
0: I don't think that Ares... I I think it would have been almost been a better reveal... If to find out that Ares was actually dead. That's
1: yep. That's what I feel as well. And especially because the one flaw in this movie that I've been dying to talk about. But Nick just won't let me because he wants me to stay positive all the time. Is that Ares is terrible. When he actually stands in the middle of a runway or whatever the hell he's on. He should have pulled out a soapbox because he literally starts
0: making a bad guy speech. He becomes an anime character.
1: Oh, my God. He makes a fucking bad guy speech at the end. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. I understand everything that's happening. And now you're just telling me why. And like the, the actor, who is a very good actor. I can't remember his name. I just know him from Harry Potter and a few other things. He's a great actor. He was badly miscast in that role.
0: No, it, it, I understood why they cast him. But they almost should have. Uh, they should have had him they have tra- transformed. Him into transformed. A him. They, yeah. they should not have had him be the, the same looking character. No. <laughs> because man, can I not think of him as being as being anything other than the wizard in Harry Potter? I know. I mean, no, and, and he's, he is not a great actor. he's not intimidating.
1: He's not intimidating at all. No,
0: no, he's not. And it's almost like he should have trans. I, I what I thought would have been great if if he had been transformed and he would have been Greek.
1: Yeah, you know what? I would have transformed him into a Balrog. I don't care. Anything yeah. would have been better than what we saw on screen. The end fight between Wonder Woman. and oh, he, he is bad. I, I I think I
0: think he I think he would have been best as I, I think he would have been best cast like the the transformative scene. Fine, you can make him whatever else he is while he's playing behind the scenes. Yeah, he was but. very
1: good in that role. Up until yeah. he became Ares, which yeah. I mean, once, I think everybody figured out he was Ares, but
0: what, yeah, once you do the reveal, um, once you do the reveal, the, I would have changed him into a god-looking Greek. Yep, and uh, I
1: would have eliminated the other
0: male villain. I thought that the, no, you know, I I I, I disagree. I, I I thought that the yeah. I thought that the male villain, uh, the male villain. Made a a good point, because what what Diana needed to know is that that people could just be bad, yeah, and poison could have filled that role I uh, see,
1: and one thing i like I thought that they easily could have done in the movie, which I think would have made it better is first, Ares is dead, he doesn't exist um, this is all this is mankind being horrible to one another, they don't need a god of war to feed that, and second let the ladies carry the film make make yeah. poison the big bad
0: i i agree with poison being the big uh, poison would have been a great big bad
1: cuz she is freaky looking and it's rad
0: yeah and they, and that they could have done it in a way that would have been smart. i know why they wanted to wanted it to not do it that way though um they wanted an explanation as to why she was a fighting badass in uh BVS um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I just sad that to say that you have to make a justification for something that happened in a not great film. Um, but they wanted to transform her. They wanted to give the, the tra- full transformation that they were looking for. Um, the, uh, at the beginning where they were telling you, she's stronger than this and all that sort of stuff. They wanted to, they wanted her to be the God. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to bring that out at some point. So, I understood why they did that, but still Poison was the better villain. She really uh, was, and she barely played a role near the end. Yeah, you, you really wanted to see more of her um, because she was the only one that was interesting. I mean, you can't put somebody with that face prosthetic or yep. that face thing on and not say, okay, I want to know more about that one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the, the
1: weird one with the melted face.
0: I yeah. want that one. Yeah, that person. that person needs more screen time. And ultimately, that person needs to be the one that ha- the main character has the conflict with because the German general, the German general is, you know, certainly imposing and scary or whatnot, but he's not really outlandish. No, uh, no. He's he's just a he's just a evil general. That's not the that energy. She is interesting. Yes, <laughs> you know, she she seems to have some sort of. Motivation, Maybe some almost almost uh, almost a part of her that's unsure about what she's doing, mm-hmm. you know, and so that there's actually a little bit of depth in that character that they yep. really could have dug into and they didn't. Yeah, um, the uh, and that's what would have made a great villain um, yep. it, it, because that that is the one thing that the movie is kind of missing is uh, it misses any sort of villain that you can really sink your teeth into.
1: Yeah, uh, there is no uh, Loki or something like that.
0: Um, no, Ares, Ares is too—Ares um, honestly has to give his his stupid speech at the end because you haven't spent any time with that character up to that point to know what the hell that he even is doing anything for.
1: Yeah, and that was actually the point I made uh,
0: to somebody else I was talking to the film about. I go, if
1: your big bad has to make a speech at the end, you have failed that big bad up to that point. Yeah. Because you should have clearly defined motivation. Unless it's like a plot twist thing, you know, where it totally yanks the audience in an unexpected direction. Um, you don't, even then you don't need a speech. But you have failed to develop that character if you need to have them stand on a soapbox and rant for 90 seconds. Um, and you even look at a movie that yanked the audience in an entirely different direction, Arrival there was no dialogue they just visually mind fucked you for like
0: 60 seconds yeah yeah it was a it's uh yeah i so that was the only i mean that's really the only thing that's what the movie needed i think that the the movie lives and dies though on uh on diana's uh growth as a character Uh um that part of because that part of the story is so good the uh, it's so well done then the rest of it is so they uh you're like okay well the the end is yeah you know yeah
1: it's just unfortunate that the end is what you walk away from a movie with and the weakest part of wonder woman was definitely end but it is still a very good movie absolutely go see it yeah. you know, the, I, the first hour and a half are so worth your time it's just, unfortunate, unfortunately, last 40 minutes,
0: not quite as much. Although yeah, there for, are still good points. For a moment, it made me forget that this was the kickoff. To uh, This wasn't the kickoff for the DCU. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wish it was. <laughs> Without <laughs> I wished, a doubt. I, I wish this was the beginning, and I wish that we were all going to be talking about that Superman movie that we really want to see. I'm <laughs> <and> so <laughs> glad that, it were that they actually started with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish that. Was Although his-
1: Joss Whedon is making a Batgirl movie, that's why he's involved with Justice League. He was around, and DC has already uh, conscripted
0: him to uh, direct the Batgirl film. Yeah, which I mean, uh, awesome. You know, which what? not which 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 you know. I mean, it's it has to be a fun, positive movie.
1: Yeah, Joss Whedon on Batgirl. Yes, please. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. and uh, um, and oh, man, I am going I'm gonna. I'm gonna Burn her brain and her name into my skull. Patty um, Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Uh, more, uh, more of her directing. You know, I, I mean, of course they're gonna they're going to drop a load of cash to bring her back for, uh, for a second well. woman, yeah. yeah, because because in their infinite because Warner Brothers couldn't have done everything right, um, they didn't sign her for more than one movie. <laughs>
1: Of course they didn't. God, I hate them so much. I hate them. They they
0: burns us precious. So because they decided, now they have to back up the money truck.
1: Good for Patty. Uh, Good for
0: her. I know. It's 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 so funny because it's because they they didn't. Yeah, because they were like, well, we're gonna you know we'll give Zack Snyder all this money to do all these, and then the first one who makes like a. Uh, one of these that'll have a rotten tomatoes sc- has a rotten tomato score up, uh, in the 90s is going to be the one person who they didn't sign for any other movies yep. <laughs> it's 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 such justice it really mean, is real okay you know what this is the dawn of justice, justice, justice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's uh, I, I think it's so great <laughs> that's uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her make more movies in, uh, in that universe. I, we've been wanting we, we've been wanting to see Warner Brothers do something good with that, that whole the whole universe thing that they're working on. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully this is the one that sa- that says, okay, yeah, more in this vein, maybe more levity, a little bit more lightness, more so- some characters on the side that we actually care about. That um, yeah. the, the uh, so you know hopefully we'll see or they're just going to bring her back for Wonder Woman two and forget everything else about what happened with this movie. Sure. Uh, you, you know what is funny? Hmm. Uh, she directed uh two episodes of Entourage. I know,
1: isn't that hilarious?
0: Yeah, I, I this there's part of this just makes me laugh. The uh, um, but I am oh, so anyway, uh, we have talked lots about Wonder Woman and lots about Logan. Do you um, want to
1: just do um, a quick rundown of Scalped, and then we'll do Scalped in the next issue as well because you're
0: going to want to read more of this book. Okay, uh, we can do that. If you, ha- Let's go for okay, it. Okay,
1: on a scale of one to ten, how would you put Volume One?
0: Uh, I would put it at an eight. Eight?
1: Okay, then volume two will either be a nine, ten, or eleven. Okay. <laughs> it gets so good. All right. Now, I did, somehow, this book didn't exist in my brain, and I just found out about it. But it ran in the mid 2000s, up through about 2010 or 2011, I believe. And uh, Jason Aaron wrote it, who, you know, we love his work from Southern Bastards. Yes. So here's a quick rundown of what Skelped is. Fifteen years ago, Dashiel Dash Bad Horse ran away from a life of abject poverty and utter hopelessness on the Prairie Rose Indian Reservation in hopes of finding something better. Now he's come back home armed with nothing but a set of nunchucks, a hell-bent for leather attitude, and one dark secret. To find nothing much has changed on the res. And uh, again, written by Jason Aaron with most of the art by Arm Guerrero and this is damn near a, flaw, a flawless comic book. I absolutely loved it maybe even more than I did Southern Bastards. The the one thing that I can understand some people have hesitation about the book is Jason Aaron is not Native American neither is Arm Guerrero to my knowledge and people are a little bit uncomfortable with a story this heavy being written by a white man about Native Americans, but with that out of the way, I don't think he could have handled it any more deftly than he did.
0: Uh, I think the what was good was great about his handling is that it seemed to to not go into it with guilt, um, which is really easy to do. Yep. Um, the uh, it would have been it wouldn't have come off authentic at all. It's this came off as something that somebody did a lot of research on, so that's what I think makes this book come to life. And you would hope that that somebody could see a part of this and see that this is an this is really an earnest story Mm -hmm. with dealing with reality, not um, you know, not a rose-colored image. And there are some interesting takes
1: that uh, Aaron does. Like every non-native character is some shade of horrible for like the first 35 issues until one or two kind of sideline characters appear who aren't rotten to their core. The only characters who have any kind of redeeming qualities for the first big chunk of the book are native characters. But also, almost all those native characters are also kind of rotten. It is a modern noir story, and with that in mind, you have to realize that pretty much all characters in noir are horrible.
0: They're all flawed. It's yeah, yeah It's the uh, it's, but it's part of that. It's really part of that genre. There's you can't it can't be there can't be a you know shining beacons of hope, uh, in it, and have it, and have it really have a give, give that theme. Um, and the only part of the, the only problem that I had with the book, um, so far was, uh, is that every interaction in the book so far uh-huh. was every single one of them was cranked up to 11. Uh, the, uh, I think that not every single scene had to be so incredible, you know, attempt to be so incredibly tense or, you know, so charged. Um, yeah,
1: you do see that tone down later. Um, I okay. think they're really trying to establish Dash as a broken man. Um, he is just... And it, it obviously explores his backstory a lot more in later issues, but he is a... He is a effed up individual who comes from an effed up world. And the more you find out about his world, you realize just how screwed up everything is. And why he's... A dipshit basically um he does a lot <laughs> of super destructive things and he continues doing destructive things almost all the way up until you know issue 40 something uh but he is not the main character all the time the uh Aaron jumps around from character to character a fair amount and the main villain in the first trade is uh the leader of the reservation who is building a casino named Lincoln Red Horse. Lincoln Red Horse uh, is not red. Crow. Red, red oh, Crow. Red Crow. Sorry, Bad Horse Red Crow. Uh, Lincoln Red Crow. Um, he is not the villain, and he is actually probably the most interesting character in the book going forward.
0: He is an interesting character. I they uh, when they initially bring him in, you're thinking you're thinking it's going to be. Uh, purely bad horse versus him, mm-hmm. and there seems to be something uh, definitely deeper about that character that comes through, and because part of it is is they they tease that with his history of being uh, the protest history.
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, um, uh, this story is based loosely on the story of Leonard Peltier, the Native American who accused or.
0: Who was convicted uh, of, he was who convicted was convi- he was convicted of, of shooting two fbi uh uh agents on a reservation yeah um now whether uh, and there's uh the controversy is, is there's much to say that it, it, that it may it may not have been him and that uh they he was basically uh they just want, they wanted to put somebody with red skin in jail for that crime
1: yep so there's there's a fair amount of evidence to suggest that Peltier is not guilty, uh, and this is a completely fictionalized account of different characters in similar circumstances.
0: Yeah, and Circle, circling that story. Yeah, circling, circling that, that story. real life
1: event. And there are three main characters who um, were in that mid mid-70s shooting with the FBI agents. And the book takes its sweet-ass time explaining it in a really, really good way. Like this, this story jukes and weaves constantly, and you rarely, you rarely get a full picture. And Jason Aaron does this really weird mechanism with shifting time, a lot, of, and most of the time it would annoy me. Um, but he jumps to different time periods with different characters often with little or no warning at all. And you kind of have to play catch up with what he's doing a lot. But I think it just adds to the intensity of the book. I think in the first volume that you read, he may have uh, outlined it a little bit more clearly about when he's jumping time.
0: Uh, He did. There was uh, hours before and uh, that sort of thing popped in uh, several times.
1: Yeah and he still and he does that pretty cons- uh somewhat consistently. And he later. did
0: the, and when he jumps when he jumps uh when he jumped far back he would change the, uh, they would change color. Yeah. They would go black they would go black and white. Yep. And, or sorry, not even black, black and white, almost uh outline drawn.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's um basically just like pure inks almost on the page with very little uh coloring or shading or painting. But uh, Arm Guerrero's art is fantastic, and it perfectly fits the tone of this book, I think. And he can actually really draw natives. Uh, you, it's really a challenging thing as an artist, particularly a white artist, to pick up on the very subtle facial facial features that define different ethnicities of people, and he. Uh, you look at his pages and you always know that somebody is native American.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a character that I struggled with at certain points to determine whether he was white or black. Um, and that was just because the shade on him kept shifting.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> um,
0: the, uh, 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 it was the, it, it was the lead detective. um, like oh, the, yeah,
1: the FBI agent? Or... The FBI,
0: FIA, yeah, the FBI, FBI oh, agent. Yeah.
1: He's a I, white guy.
0: Yeah, but, but there were times where I was almost, I was like, I thought he was white before, but the way that he's drawn here, he, almost like they wanted to make uh, wanted to have him look black. Yeah, um, I think and what it just,
1: is is the colorist, and I don't know if Guerrero is coloring his own work there, but um, they do a lot of tone shifting in, based on, whether it's night, day, indoors, outdoors, et cetera, et cetera. And I think some of that doesn't come off super well sometimes.
0: Yeah, it was just, it, it was, I mean, I was pretty, I was like almost, I'm pretty sure, but then like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> so there's a little bit, I was pretty sure that, that he was white. Um, the uh, But I really wanted to, uh, at some points I had to kind of like flip back and examle, examine yeah, uh, it's like did they draw him in color over here? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was only it was just a little bit of weirdness there. Um, but the uh, but yeah, the native the uh, the drawing of uh, definitely Red Crow. Yeah, um, he is uh, he's definitely Native American. I think actually do a really job of, of drawing him from behind. As you know, or from the side, as Native American. Yeah,
1: he has these really broad shoulders, and he's slightly stooped forward in the neck. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of black voodoo magic Guerrero's is using there, but it's it's just it conveys he's a Native American. It's really interesting. But um, yeah, so um, Red Crow is initially thought to be the villain. Um, Dash reveals something very important. Is it the end of the first issue, or is it later than that?
0: I think so. <laughs> Good answer. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, um, uh, it depends. Uh, uh, I mean, a character reveals something very important. Um,
1: yeah, but you know what I'm talking
0: about. Maybe.
1: I <laughs> know oh, he reveals he's an FBI agent. I'll just go ahead. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah that part. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, that that part. Yeah, that part I know. Yeah. But he doesn't reveal it's Red Crow.
1: No, no, no. It's a audience only thing. Yeah. Um so he's actually working with Nitz who is the FBI agent in charge of you know, not really law enforcement of the reservation but federal monitoring of the reservation. Mhm. And where this book does its best work in my opinion is conveying just how bad things can be on the reservation but not that everyone is bad like there are a lot of characters and they come to more prominence later but that they're just trying to get through their daily lives like everybody else and there are these for lack of a better term, fucking clown shoes and Red Crow and Bad Horse and some of the other people who just constantly F up their life.
0: Well, the, uh, and it it works in that setting because, I mean, that's, the reservation is impoverished. Yep. I mean, the, uh, most of the people there, I mean, it's, which means it's not, and it's not noble poverty. No. I mean, this is... It's ugly, this is, brutal poverty. Yeah, ugly, brutal poverty that has people that end up not being great people because this is where they grew up in.
1: Yeah, and they have no other choice. I yeah. mean, that's ultimate. When you get to levels of... And they mention in the book at points like what the average income is. It's something ridiculous like three or $4,000 a year. Um, When you get to that level of poverty, there's simply... I mean, you either leave and try to go find your way elsewhere or you stay there and ultimately have some of your life just sucked out of you you know what's different from a reservation and you know an inner city ghetto basically and well i think the big difference is is that the reservation doesn't have nearly the resources available to it that an inner city ghetto does you know as weird as that is to sound it's even worse and we have as a society so badly ignored these people. And that is a theme that runs throughout the book is yeah. Nobody gives a damn about anything that happens out here. Like even the yeah, FBI cause... agents get tired of it because they're like, oh, all people, all the FBI cares about now is terrorists. You know,
0: and yeah. nobody's
1: going to bomb South Dakota.
0: Yeah. And, uh, it, it, and there's just this one dete- one FBI agent who has an ax to grind.
1: Yeah, he is an absolutely rotten horrible person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they yeah, they don't they they yeah, his mo- presentation or how he comes out once they tell, you know, how he recruited um, Dash a bad horse. Yeah, Dash, yeah. The uh uh is it's like, "Oh, okay, he's the shitbag." Um Yep. So, it's uh, but I, I it is it is a good uh it is a good book i'm i'm looking forward to seeing the story uh see where the story goes as it progresses and it has to you know kind of keep um, cuz i i i couldn't see it staying at the high intensity it was at the beginning in the first volume forever mm-hmm. uh it would be exhausting to read yeah uh, and it
1: it is a really intense book it is um uh... Possibly the most depressing comic book that I read through 20 issues.
0: It is not a happy book. No, it is no. just
1: ugly and brutal. And Aaron does this thing where he redeems every character to some extent along the way, which is which is another Nor trope. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, because he, people become horrible people for reasons and it's not like you're just born hitler you're not born with the little stash and you just start sig in the moment you come out of the womb a lot of baby hitler yeah a lot of really terrible <laughs> things have to <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, look look the, the Adolf said his first words yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh now, that's horrible <laughs> now put him in his mind comfy chair
0: <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> I couldn't resist. Oh, oh we have just to totally I, jumped I, the I, shark. I,
0: I, I think it'd be great to keep laughing, about it, but I know. We need to stop, stop right yeah. there.
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, people have to have a certain amount of bad experiences happen to them to start forming who they are as people. And, yeah, so Aaron, you know, dips into every character at one point or another. And, um, yeah, it's it's my favorite book that I've read probably in the past
0: year. Yeah, uh, it's a good book. I recommend anybody read it. I'm going to read uh, the next volumes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I started reading it like five days ago, and I'm 40-some issues into it already.
0: Well... The, uh, so, or, so you want me to read more of this? And, absolutely uh, we will,
1: uh, I, I'd really like to cover, uh, volume two and possibly volume three with you as well.
0: Okay. All right. All right. I'll read. I'll read.
1: Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think we can just abruptly get the hell out of here. I think we can both agree that everyone should read scalped for sure.
0: Uh, yes, you should read scalped. Yep. Uh, and you should see Wonder Woman if you already haven't, um, the uh and logan and we talked about all good things Mm -hmm. this time that you know and uh we only trashed things that were around them yes uh except except we don't like the endings to movies evidently we don't don't like no no in fact uh and if you give us the chance to review anything we will start with the negative
1: yes uh, that is without a doubt. That has been since episode one. That's basically where we started. I usually start with something like, you know, I really liked this.
0: But. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to let you do that to Wonder Woman, though. I, no, I, I, and that's I, fair. I, that's I fair, saw yeah. you start. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's some. There's a, something much more important that needs to be said here. Yes, okay, that, that's fair. This is the, this is the good thing. for reeling me, me in yeah this is the first good movie in a sea of not good movies uh from that chain uh from that universe so uh, or of of actual universe movies not uh yes. the standalone Batman. anyway so yes but we uh uh but so once we we departed we started saying good things about a movie first
1: yes we did so Yay. <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. Um, we will be back in the next couple of weeks. Probably doing the second batch of scalped, or we might switch it up and do Sandman. I don't know. Depends on what we're reading. But, yep. Yeah. Although, let's see. So, okay, we can talk about this off. But I'm gonna pan the first volume of Sandman pretty hard. So.
0: uh I yeah. I, I, with that. Yeah. Let's. Okay. We'll talk about that. Yeah. That's <laughs> Okay,
1: thanks for listening. Be sure to drop us a line at countercomic at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at schlockworks.com where you can view the podcast archives and check in on some of our other work. If you're so inclined, drop by iTunes or Stitcher and give us a review. That's all I have for today. I'm Brock Beauchamp. I'm Nick Hemsing. Thanks, everybody.